Welcome to this bonus episode of Everyday Truth. Our genuine desire is to provide biblical content for sincere listeners to become better servants of Jesus Christ. I hope this episode helps you to do just that. God bless you, my friends. Hey guys, I'm actually sitting on Mars Hill or Areopagus. And my, what, what an experience it is to be in Greece, uh, but then to be uh, at the spot somewhere near here. This is kind of a rocky outcropping. I w- I'm gonna pan the camera a little bit here to show you a lot of people. It's always been a gathering place. And that's what it was back during the days of the Apostle Paul. It was a gathering place, especially for some of the more erudite people when they wanted to discuss a matter. If you'll recall in Acts chapter 17, when the Apostle Paul came to Athens, he was disputing in the marketplace. And what's really kind of ironic about this spot is that we're on Mars Hill behind me, and we'll pan it up here, you see the Acropolis. Um, and the Parthenon. So that was the temple for Athena. So that was the, the most iconic spot in the city. So here's Mars Hill, the Parthenon, and then just to my right, and we'll pan down there, is the marketplace. See, if you see that long colonnaded building there, it's called a stoa. A stoa is just a, a roofed portico building. It was like a, a shopping mall, really. And there were several others, but that whole area down there that you just saw was the marketplace. And that's where the people would gather, shopping, business, uh, commerce, all of that. And of course, the Apostle Paul wanted to go to those populated places and preach the gospel. And that he was doing until finally uh, they wanted to hear him a little bit more definitively uh, on that matter. And they came here to Mars Hill. And Paul spoke in front of some of the popular groups of the day, the Epicureans, that basically were the, hey, anything goes, eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we die, a philosophy, uh, and the Stoics, who, of course, you know what the word Stoic even means today, that they were very reserved, they, they believed in uh, keep subjugating the body, uh, the best day is the day you die and leave this body. So Paul was dealing with these extremes And then to think about extremes, the people of Athens were extreme in that there were gods to everything. I mean, this this city was littered with different kinds of gods. It seemed like every little corner, uh, there was a a niche with with a god or an idol. And of course, the city itself was led by the 12 gods. So, wow, a place of idolatry. And the Bible says that Paul was just moved. His whole spirit was moved within him. He wasn't here to stay. This was just supposed to be a stopping place on the way to Corinth. But as he was waiting for Timothy and Silas, he was just so moved and grieved by the idolatry he saw around him. And I think a good side note there would be, are you moved and grieved by what you see around you in a world that doesn't know God? Because Paul was. I think Jesus was, Matthew chapter 9 where it says that uh, he was moved with compassion when he saw that they fainted, were scattered abroad. Uh, What a heart for people. So Paul came here, and of course you know the famous message he preached here on Mars Hill. If you just read the message slowly, it's about a two to three minute message. Ironically, back in those days, they gave you six minutes to kind of make your case. 
And remember, the message that Paul preached in Acts chapter 17 was interrupted, so he probably was just getting to the good part. The point is this, the Apostle Paul preached a masterful message, masterful, in which he took the people from the Creator God all the way to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It wasn't like he was speaking to Jews and he could just assume the shared uh, trust and faith in the Bible because Jews believe the Bible is the Word of God. He couldn't start there like he could with the Jews. He had to start with the Creator God. And what's really, really interesting is he honed in on the unknown God. That is so exciting to me because the unknown God altar was actually an altar with which the Athenians were familiar because 700 years before, there was a plague in this city, a horrible plague. And they felt that they had offended the gods and they needed to get help. So they actually called a guy by the name of Epimenides, or Epimenides from the island of Crete to come and give them counsel and help them. And when Epimenides came, here's what he said. He said, take some sheep, starve them, don't feed them for a day or two, and then set them free on this, on this hill here, Mars Hill. And on the other side of Mars Hill, there's little tufts of grass. And he said that the sheep that don't go to a tuft of grass, but just lay down without eating, you're gonna know, know that that's the gods that are telling them to lay down. So build an altar right there and sacrifice that sheep on that altar. And this plague will be stayed. Now, obviously that's not biblical advice, but the point is, those, those altars that were erected were called the altars to the unknown God. So right there in the minds of all of quoted Epimenides when he said, in him, in God, we live and move. We, we have our being. We are his offspring. Paul quoted another famous Stoic poet. What was Paul doing? Paul was showing them, I'm educated. I can speak at your level but I'm speaking to you about things that you don't understand. That is, there is a God. He is available. Uh, He has established the bounds of our habitation. He is the God that we will face one day in judgment. And Jesus Christ, the Son of God, rose from the dead. That was the declaration of God, of who His Son was and what the message of the gospel is. Well, they, they had heard enough. Unfortunately, those people were so steeped in their religion and so steeped in their idolatry that they shut him off and they mocked him for the message about the resurrection. How be it, the Bible says, some believed. Damaris, a woman, Dionysius, an Areopagite, a famous person from this place, and then some others. Never give up on presenting the gospel because God always makes his word come back. In due season, for what he's called it to do. And this is a great example of that right here. I love what our guide said. He said, they called Paul a seed picker. That's what babbler means. They called him a seed picker. But Paul wasn't a seed picker. No, he was a seed planter. And he planted a seed here. And today there are thousands, if not millions of Christians that visit this site. Why? Because one man planted a seed 2,000 years ago. God bless you, my friends.